It's good. Welcome back to the Naughty Boys podcast, the naughtiest podcast in the world. Uh, We're three scumbags in three different cities uh, here to talk about the stuff that other podcasts won't. So my name is Marcus. I'm joined here by Oscar, David, and our guest today, Julie. How is everyone? Good, good. Yeah. Welcome, Julie. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Okay, so this is a very special episode today. Um, I don't know how to put it politely or if there's any like political correctness, but Julie, <laughs> how would you describe your 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 past, I guess, the reason that you're on the yeah. podcast? Okay, so there was a three-month period of time where I was in between seasonal jobs, so I started to strip or like I think the proper term is like exotic dancer or dancer. Like that's what most people would identify as. But like the person who I met who got me into it identified as a stripper. So I don't think it's like necessarily offensive to say stripper. But uh, I was a stripper for three months. And uh, so- I'm not going to lie. I did I did actually look up if there's a politically correct term for <laughs> stripper. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be offensive. I'm like, shit, what, what do you call it? <laughs> like, what's all the white in the world for long enough to like, have a say i guess but um i don't know stripper didn't seem particularly like offensive to me but yeah okay that that kind of segues into my first question which was like how did you get into it so i, I guess you were between okay. seasons but how did that kind of come to be okay so it's kind of a it's going to be a long story this whole thing is pretty yeah, much we got time yeah, okay we cool <laughs> you can edit out anything but um i was working at a garden center and I met a girl who I thought was cute and I got her number and then like nothing ever happened with it. But I just like months and months later on Snapchat, she posted that she was doing some like event for stripping and like dancing and stuff. So I was like, sure. Yeah, I'll do whatever. It was like a haunted house for like lingerie, like vampire stuff. So it was like a Mm -hmm. sexy haunted house. So I got into that and then her, me and my roommate at the time. And, um, we actually had the same birthday and it was like a fun little, activity to do together but uh mm. like so like and our birthday is 420 so that's just like kind of a noteworthy no way so we both had 420 birthdays and it was just like a fun that's just like a fun little side fact but uh mm. anyway so we went to go try out for the haunted house and we ended up doing that and it was like some just some quick money because i worked at a garden center and was a garden gardener at the time so in the winter that work like pretty much goes away so i was like ah quick cash okay so i met the stripper and then i did the haunted house and i was like what about actual stripping she was like yeah i can show you some things and you can do like amateur night and so me and my roommate did that and then we ended up getting a job at the strip club and then that was just like what i did for a winter and it was pretty good so yeah (laughs) it was a little bit like the client base was a little lecherous kind of sleazy men you know but like mostly normal people that just yeah kind of- so like to kind of imagine that i'm looking at it it's a movie scene like how do you paint the picture of what type of scene it is <laughs> i used to say like walk in and be like this is like a parallel universe because like i've <laughs> i'm like a college graduate like most people who go to a strip club are not typically of that same like everyone who knows me was like very surprised that i was a stripper so it was just kind okay. of like crazy side quest in my life kind of thing (laughs) (laughs) side quest (laughs) well how like how open were you about it with your friends were you like pretty open about it or was it like sort of if people asked you would tell type thing it was for certain people it was like gauge my audience kind of thing like my parents didn't know um and then they still don't 
Um, my dad knows because of like a tax reason, like I did my taxes wrong and I had to get it. <laughs> oh, no. oh, 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 wow. That's something to get into at some point. But oh, we'll shit. That. <laughs> yeah, but he was cool about it. And he was like, I'm not going to tell your mom, but like. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess. At this period, yeah. was it like had you already done it and it was finished type thing? And so, or so he oh, was yeah. like, okay, it's done, it's finished. Do like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, so what happened? But yeah, so <laughs> that was pretty much the whole thing. Like, I just did that for three months. But like walking in, it was like all black light, kind of like parallel universe. Like, there were like couches and everything was just, it just looked different because it's like in, under that different light. And, uh, there was like a main stage with like two side stages and then like two other side stages. So it was like a pretty like nice joint. Like everyone I talked to who worked there said that that was like the place you want to start stripping because there was like security and like people walked you to their car and stuff. Like it was really safe and like okay, cool. Protective of the girls and stuff. Did you ever have any like celebrities or like notable people come through? No, definitely not. I'm. <laughs> I'm like. Denver is like an hour um, or an hour and a half away from me, but I'm in like a kind of a sub area of Denver, like uh, Colorado Springs. I don't know if you know where that is. Probably not, but it's just like yeah. south of Denver. So it's not like a big town, but it's like, mm. it's like 50, like half a million people, but it's not like celebrity bill or anything. No. Right, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. yeah. True. So it's like, um, so the, the club that uh, the place that you were at, so in Australia, to sort of give you a little bit of context, have you ever been to Australia? I have not, no. Yeah, so pretty much like the, the strippers over here is, um, the strip clubs over here are pretty different. Most of them over here, um, you know, I see in America now, that's what I was asking if this is the case for you. A lot of the clubs I noticed in America, they're more like a nightclub and they're like, you know, there's people dancing, there's like, you know, Obviously, the girls are dancing, but it's sort of just like people also drinking and just talking and vibing yeah. type thing. And even some of them are pretty much like nightclubs, but with like strippers there too. With Australia, pretty much all the strip clubs, it's like I saw that I never go to them because it's so fucking awkward. Because it's <laughs> one normally it's just one main dancer and just mm -hmm. like heaps of people watching. And mm -hmm. if you're sort of sitting towards the front, you can't talk. You have to like pay attention. Yeah, yeah. and and then people just sort of like and then the girls walk around and just try and get guys to like go off and um do the dances but the thing is you can't talk like you can't talk if you talk they get really shitty at you and stuff is that is that kind of similar over there or yeah it's pretty similar it's like there's yeah. a bar environment and there's like people hanging out and then like on busier nights it's like a nightclub where there's just like mm. side dances going on and yeah but uh mostly like the time you could work was from like four in the evening to two or so and sure. so uh like closer to the end of night it was more like a club scene but then like when you're working from like four to ten or whatever it's just like a couple of like ten dudes max hanging out just like getting <laughs> <laughs> so when you said when you said you joined sort of like the amateur thing so would, were you ever up on the main stage or would you sort of just like walk around and try and get like guys to go private dances or how, how does it work how do you even start yeah. and did you like practice like um, what do you do <laughs> no, um, a lot of the stuff you have to do like the leg shaky and like the 
like twerk and stuff is like muscle memory. So you do have to like practice to get <laughs> at it or else you're just like a robot kind of like well, you, you would, Yeah, you would have to. Like that's what like, yeah. you'd have to yeah. actually practice at home or somewhere. Yeah. yeah well, these I, are life yeah. skills though. Like they're never going to go away. Those skills like like stay around forever. It's like riding a bike, I imagine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking like booze like riding a bike. But I when I like have been dancing, not like seriously or anything. Like I've never really like stripper. But you know how to move. I get yeah, like but yeah. I've never been like, a person who goes out to a bar and like <laughs> dances. Like yeah, like I don't know. It's just like not a thing that I've done. But I like am good at dancing. I thought a little bit like going in, but I was like super nervous. I like pretty much blacked out like while I was on stage, like topless, <laughs> like crazy. Because like for me, really? like who's never been naked in front of a crowd like that's insane i've never like flashed anyone i've never like been a slutty yeah. dance at a bar or whatever like that's not shame but um just yeah. <laughs> i just like went in and just kind of like started dancing and it like turned out really well I apparently have like a good stage presence and like eye contact which is like really important for like client base because you want to like make a connection with the people watching you and stuff and like some people are very impersonal about it and they don't want that they want like mm. customer interaction so i was good mm. at that and then um just like had fun on stage and that was like i had like a vibe that they liked and then i got signed on so just yeah, yeah. well that's what I was, that's, that's a, cool. what i was gonna say as well when you're saying you're like you know you felt like you're a blackout was that from like an adrenaline high type thing because yeah, yeah, there's it was just definitely so like, much I was going just on like, this is it just i just went into like autopilot oh. almost like i was just like i just need to get Uh-oh. this over with kind of thing because <laughs> i was like so nervous like i just couldn't <laughs> i don't know i wasn't even thinking but yeah, yeah. right so what, what, how, how many girls were there um like consistently because i assume you'd have like some coming and going but what was like right. the core stuff um there were at least like 10 very like the very good girls who were like good on the pole and they were like really interactive and like were there all the time yeah. there were at least 10 that i can like or let's see yeah probably like seven to ten like who were like core staff and then there were a lot of girls who were kind of like in and out all the time but f- like familiar faces if that makes mm-hmm. sense so there were a lot like depending on the day it depends like because like weekdays some actually some girls would come in on the weekdays because that's like just easier sometimes to just like you get your regular to come in and you make like all the money you need to make mm-hmm. in a night so right that's cool yeah i mean but between all of you surely you have like some really fucked up stories oh for sure but i don't i'm not really like in that world anymore because i only know yeah. like I'm only like still friends with two of the strippers and even so we don't talk that often, but like, I'm sure they have some like everyday, like sleazy guy stories for sure. But like my story mm-hmm. in particular is just like a, like crazy. I don't even, it's kind of, it speaks badly of me. Cause it's like a, not well, well, I'll start with that story. What? Well, well, like let's, let's build to that. Let's not, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah, let's build to that. I, I want like, there's a few more things I think we should ask before we get to the, you know the meat and potatoes. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what songs did you dance to? Uh, <laughs> the hard hitting question. Uh, <laughs> I had like there was one that I played that was like "Killing Me Softly" by the Fugees, and then like "The Less I Know, the Better" um, by Tame Impala. Tame Impala, nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, like mine weren't typical. Like I, a lot of the music that I listened to, the DJ didn't have on like his machine, so I just had to like pick stuff at random. So it was kind of like a weird mix of like '80s new wave, and then like there was like the Forest by The Cure, 
or a forest by the cure and like just like random shit like i just kind of put whatever i wanted to on there but a lot of the girls did like billy eilish and stuff like that and uh mono del rey but i don't know some people dance to like heavy metal and then some people no that die atwood song i think that's the, that the yeah. Like, oh yeah yeah yeah, the, know, yeah. That's that weird. it was pretty like it was just fun to be there but there was one girl who had like these giant platform like black boot stripper heels like they were just like ginormous oh wow <laughs> she had, like, threads, and she was like really intimidating but she was she like would dance to metal music so it's pretty cool <laughs> that's intense did you or any one of your friends get like semi or like badly injured on stage i there was one girl who sprained her ankle that was the worst i saw but i mm. there was another girl who got in like a really big fight with another stripper and she got like punched but that was not related oh, was that on stage yeah i don't know it was pretty crazy sometimes the girls would get a little too drunk and they would get mad but um were you like, allowed we were to like, drink and stuff on shift yeah it was kind of a i don't know if that's the standard but it was basically like you're not technically a worker you're like leasing the you're contracting like, yeah so, so you could do yeah, whatever you want yeah, yeah so did that mean you have to did you have to pay a house fee or yeah. did you did as well so you had to pay like pretty much your minimum to work there and yeah. then but then when you when you got paid, were you um, an employee of the place or did you have like your own like workers number type thing and then they paid the, they paid it to that type thing? It was basically like you paid your lease fee when you go in or for my place of business. I know it's different and like a lot of different places, but um, uh, you would pay a lease fee and like it would be cheaper earlier. Like if you went in at open, which was four, um, you wouldn't have to pay anything on a weekday. And then like oh, the yeah. it's more expensive and stuff, but uh, yeah, you would pay a lease fee and then go in and keep your tips. And usually you tip the bartender and the people who walk you out like security and stuff like generously. Cause it's just like courtesy. Yeah. Like that. But uh, that was, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. It, uh, so like, it's just like, oh, you so it. you're saying with like the, the drinking, um, was there like a pretty big drug culture in your one as well? Um. I was warned about it a lot. I was kind of like out of a phase of my life where I wasn't really trying to do that. But I did go to a house party one time where there was like a lot of Coke and Molly and stuff. But there was a drug culture for sure. A lot of people had like drinking substance, whatever. But I never really was in with that crowd, I guess. No, nah, well, it's like in the in the club, like did they like know it was happening and let it happen or were they pretty strict on it? Um, it was pretty strict, I would say. It was okay. Were, so as long as you weren't being like out in the open type thing, right. they sort of yeah, okay, right. Like there was a point at my place where they kind of banned like personal water bottles just because they didn't want like somebody bringing in like straight hard alcohol, and they wanted you to mm. get it from the bar just so they could monitor basically if you were right. drinking. So they wow. were pretty. They were pretty good. Yeah. True. Right. Sorry, Marcus. I cut you off. What were you gonna say? I was going to say, do the, many of the dancers have partners, like boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, anything? Like it was a. Yeah, there were a fair amount. There was one girl common. who was. Yeah, there was one girl who was a lesbian and she was like married and she um, was just like a supreme athlete. Like she would just get on the. It was basically like going into work was like a like a exercise routine for her. Like but a she workout. Would, like, interact with people and then like, uh, but it was like super cool and made a lot of money because she was like really good on the pole so no way did yeah. that partner know oh yeah yeah for sure 
that was like her yeah right yeah (laughs) no she did (laughs) but uh i'm trying to think um did you have a were you seeing anyone did you have a partner when you uh did it for a bit no i was single okay right okay true then like the opposite side of things was it normal for dancers to sleep with clients um yeah (laughs) it's pretty (laughs) it was not frowned upon like there was a lot of drama involved with it because like if your guy like i got i was like hanging out with a guy who was one of my regulars at the time and um he like had been with some of the girls at the club and they would like come up to me be like watch out for that guy and i'd be like he's we're just like he's my regular it's fine like it wasn't like a relationship kind of thing i just like thought he was cool and he gave me a lot of money so i don't know but <laughs> he, he like, gave me money yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah he was just like really generous and uh we like got along really well but uh i yeah. didn't ever date him or anything but a lot of the girls would like give me looks because of that because he had like been with some of the girls before so they were like he's on to the next one and i was just like no yeah. no yeah would the club like facilitate that or was it kind of after hours go home with the client? Um, it was kind of, it wasn't facilitated by the club. I wouldn't say like nobody mm-hmm. cared or really paid attention to it. They were just kind of like mind your own business, make your money. Don't like bring your shit to the club. And then yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your yeah. That's crazy. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> interesting. So, like how many regulars did you have? Like, like a few or like, just like, yeah. um, I had like I would say like four at a time. Like that was like my main client base was four mm-hmm. different guys. But yeah. So I guess like you would be able to answer this. So imagine there's someone wanting to strip. How much money could they expect to make being like at a novice novice level? Um okay. So I worked at a really slow period of the year, but even so I like made it so like through a winter without like other income so mm, i'm trying to think like if you did it the right way you could the most i made in a night was like 400 but again this was like the slowest period of the year and i was working like very minimally so but 400 a night's like decent and you can make you can make up to like a thousand or like way more i know some girls who would talk about like making like multiple thousands so you can make quite a bit of money and so but when you so the the so the girls um in your opinion you know the ones that would make heaps of money were they like deep in it though like yeah. were they the, were they the, were they the ones that would like get really like lit when they did it stay for ages and like just really deep like, in it or yeah i mean yeah like the better you are the more money you're gonna make and then the more you're there the more people you're gonna exactly have. it's sort of like a vicious cycle isn't it right right um yeah true i'm not sure like i don't know a correct answer to like the amateur like ability to make certain income because like i was at a weird point of the year like tax season is really big for like starting out because like i didn't even make it to tax season so i was not even there when the money the real money was being like thrown around Mm, yeah true um so i have it so did anyone you know come into the club when you were ever there no. like a friend family no. I, I told people to come see me all the time but i like was oh really slack assholes but i mean just like girlfriends and like kind of as a joke like yeah yeah should come see me but like i didn't really have that many people i would feel comfortable because it felt like i would like yeah 
feel like a different person when I went in because like, I got a different name and all that shit. Like it was just uh, different. Ooh, what was his triple name? Um, Eret, <laughs> the goddess of chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah. So did you did you pick it or was someone just like just say it or did you specifically pick that? I picked it because I was really into like mythology and stuff and I had gotten into this okay. brand of magic called chaos magic at the time. So I was like, yeah, this is cool. So I just like picked that. But can you give us stripper names? Um yeah. Uh let me think about it. <laughs> you you can think about it throughout the episode. Yeah, let's let's sit on that one. Let's sit on that one. <laughs> you, you 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 can you can answer that at the end. <laughs> Okay, so we're sort of like 25 minutes in now and I want to play a little game. So I'm not too sure if this is universal. I just looked up. So what I've done, I've looked up stripper lingo. And so what I'm going to do, um, it's going to be a game. It's going to be against you. It's going to be you against Marcus and Oscar. Okay. And they get the chance to answer it first. And if they don't answer it right, you get the chance to answer it. If you get it right, they have to drink. Okay. Oh, well, I need to get a drink. I think we'll we'll just like tally up the points and okay, then the cool. we'll, yeah. we'll tally it up and then we'll just do it at the end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you All drink right. by the way? Sort of... We should have asked you first. Oh yeah. I just came back from getting drinks with some coworkers. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I'm I'm just gonna quickly grab my beer here because I have it right here anyway, so I'll just get do I need to like get an alcoholic beverage? I don't even know if I have one. Uh no, nah, we can tally it up. I'm just being an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> all right so okay marcus oscar yeah what would you call a rock a rock a rock just a rock rock someone's put a that rock. in a sentence <laughs> no, i, I, I think can't put in a sentence easy. without with, yeah easy, i can't yeah. i can't put in a sentence without giving it away completely you just have to guess when someone someone in a, a patron in a club a stripper calls them a rock you just have to guess what kind of person they are. Probably, a rock is like a local a or like a regular. Oscar? I reckon it's like a dude who just sits there in the dances and doesn't touch at all, just sits and looks like a creep, just like a rock on the chair. Look, do, so do you know what it is? I don't no. know what it is. <laughs> no. So I'm going to give it to you, Oscar. That's that's pretty close. So it's a customer who just nurses his drink and doesn't oh, pay any money, doesn't it. do anything, and just watches. That's Dang what it. I. All right. So Fuck your I, I give, I give patient, Marcus. Should know this. All right. So <laughs> I'm a rock. <laughs> um. So so all right, boys. What's a George? Julie, do you know what this is? I don't. <laughs> I think. <laughs> These are fucking so, weird. So, no way. Let's still play. Let's still play. It's it's okay. it's still it's Las it's Las Vegas. So a it's George like a Las Vegas. is like a, a cheapskate. A George doesn't want to spend money. A George has a massive Las- dong. Okay, okay. You can just stare through his pants. <laughs> <laughs> just huge swing. Doesn't wear yeah. doesn't wear the just underwear, like, so you can yeah, just okay. see how much like swing he's got. Oh, totally. <laughs> Julia, how much um. Oh, what do you think of George's? I would think somebody who gives a lot of one dollar bills. I don't know, like just George Washington. You got it. A generous tipper. Oh, oh that makes a sense. generous. Yeah, yeah. A generous tipper is a is a George. All right. Um. Uh. I'll just quickly. Um. 
Oh, a few of these are sort of pretty generic. I'll do I'll do one more, and then we can do some more later if we want. Right. So, what what what's a raincoater? Is this for me? It's for um, I'll go for the boys first, and then you can try and answer they like it, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting squirted on in the <laughs> front row. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes in with a yellow raincoat. Who <laughs> yeah. knows what he did for? Just like, I'm ready. Like Bear. Yeah, I was just about so, to say that. Paddington Bear with his Paddington Bear got his wellies on. <laughs> Paddington's back in the club again, boys. <laughs> Doesn't even buy a drink. He's fucking stoked. So, um, uh, I reckon. I reckon it's like a dude who just wears a raincoat and he's like naked underneath. So he's going, st- going straight for the dancers. Uh, like a, a guy who gets naked in his private dances. So a raincoater. Wait, wait, let Julian strip it. Wait, let, yeah, let Julian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No earthly idea. You should just go. Really? Yeah, I have no uh, idea. So a raincoater is stripper slang for a customer that's not particularly um, concerned about the dancer's looks. He just wants lots of physical contact. Okay, I know oh, the time I've heard that before. Uh, just before <laughs> well, we move that's on, the thing. I... Yeah, yeah. No, no. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, we, we before we move on, let's let's get Julia. Obviously, you know some slang that we probably have no idea about. Yeah. In your yeah. So you want to throw it at us, and then we could try and guess that. Yeah, I like that. I don't have any words that come to mind. Like people used to say stuff like, "You can tell a, the wealth of a customer by the." watch and the shoes but that was like i don't know i don't know any like particular terms i really wasn't in the world that long for, to, oh, like, no so you you wouldn't like walk past each other and like give each other would it just be like a, just a strap heads up it's like oh i think that guy's worth yeah. talking to or something. And, then, and then that's it you wouldn't have like code words right it would just be like a like a quick conversation like don't go near that guy he's scary or something like that like you know sure yeah oh that's did Sorry, many guys great. get caught jacking off? Uh, I never witnessed that, but there were a lot of people who would get like too handsy or like they would try to touch you while you were dancing. That's like a big no. Like you're not supposed to pass the boundaries of the stage. And it was just kind of there were some people who would push their luck. And but at my club in particular, they would get kicked out if so they like couldn't that. like put the the money. Like they couldn't touch yeah. you at all. If you if you like kind of pulled your. Uh, strap back they could like they were allowed to like put money in your thing but like there were some people who would try to you know like go yeah. past that and like yeah. slap your ass and stuff yeah, like yeah, that when they do it yeah sure yeah so um oh fuck i mean did uh, heads like what's like probably the biggest like did you see like a really big freak out of someone getting like kicked out like really dramatically kicked out by one of the bouncers i there were a couple of instances where i like heard somebody who was there earlier got kicked out and then there was one instance that i was talking about earlier where a girl got into a fight and she was just really drunk and was like yelling at people but she got she got kicked out and i think she got punched by somebody but i was not like directly watching that so i can't really like vouch for what actually happened but that was definitely for a while sure so when you got out of it um like when you stopped was it like a set period of time where you're like okay i'm gonna do it for what what was it the winter period and you're like okay after that i'm i'm liquid i'm good again it's just something just to just to do or was it like or did you get to a point where you feel like you had to get out of it because you're relying on it too much or 
So the actual thing that kind of pushed me out of it was the instance where I met the scary guy who I kind of like as I call him the serial killer just because he like seemed like a serial killer and I don't Fuck. know how to put it, but like all the story it would it would make more sense. But uh like once that happened, I kind of just had like a PTSD reaction type of thing. And then I was like, I could get out of this. Like my mind is because you kind of start to see people as dollar signs and it's it's not like the bet like for a person like me who's very empathetic and like I don't like to be like that um like just kind of like see somebody and like kind of you're trying to like do your job and like make money but it comes at the cost of like using or it feels kind of like using a person for their money and it's just like not it doesn't feel good after a while but I know people who don't feel that way and people can do it for a lot longer than I did but it for the certain type of person that I am, it didn't really suit my lifestyle for very long. It's a temporary job for me. Yeah, sure. Did you have, when you say you had the scary guy, was there guys that came in that were like, so uh, like, I don't know if you have the same where you are like bikies, like bikey club, you know, Hell's Angels type thing. Um, <laughs> we have heaps in Australia. Did Was there like bikies or like gangsters that would come to the club often and did you know who they were type thing or not really um i wouldn't say there were like gangsters that came in or anything there were some like rougher looking people who would come in like leather jacket like intimidating men type of thing who were strong side yeah. like rocks in the corner but um <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, i didn't really interact with too many people like that but the guy that i'm talking about was like a first-time customer at the place and he was like very disarming. He was like a guy from Minnesota with like a like a fucking sweater vest or something. Like he was a very disarming, like not <laughs> scary kind of guy, but like it just ended up being super scary. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. Shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, do we wanna I guess like does that lead into the the big story that you wanna that we wanna break into? Is that a different story? Uh that's give us the big story. Here it comes. Okay. <laughs> I want the big story. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting. Well, Are you waiting for us to throw ones or like what's the, the safe yeah. word? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've already got gold coins over second. here. So you just gotta get pelted with like, little gold. Yeah, we don't have we don't have dollar bills. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna jump into it if that's Go for Go it. For it. Go for it. So I was working one night and there was a guy who was, I get kind of shaky voice when I tell the story because it, it was a traumatic incident. But uh, so went to work and it was like seven or so. And this guy was there like after his work and he said, he like tipped me well. And then I like went to go chat him up afterwards. That's like kind of how you make your money is like you invest time in people who like gave you money already so you can kind of like lead them towards the back to get a private answer or whatever but we ended up talking and like my major in college was environmental science and he was an environmental science like or environmental safety health and safety consultant so um we just like got to talking about stuff like that and he kind of like implied that there would be like a job opportunity because i was like not trying to be a stripper forever so we started talking about that and then he was like well hey like I would be really interested in just like having dinner with you. Like nothing sketchy has to happen, nothing crazy. Like just after this, if you want to go get dinner or like I can feed you whatever. Cause I told him that I was vegan and he was like, yeah, I got some vegan stuff in my house. Like you just come over and then I'll pay you to be there. Like what time do you get off? And then I said, I got off at nine. 
So then I ended up doing that because like it was during a time where, you know, money was tight and uh, it seemed like a safe enough. Like I was like, what are the odds that this guy could be like, what are the yeah. odds? And it doesn't speak well of me because like I'm a pretty good judge of character and I just wasn't like in the right headspace. And I don't know. It just seemed like too good to be true. But I went for it anyway. And so got off work and then I ended up going after I kept going out to his house and I had told like multiple people where I was and everyone how did you like, get from the club to his house i drove my my right. car okay yeah so um did that and then i like had like a fault like there were people who knew where i was and like were on standby just in case because like it was a sketchy situation and like i was very like taking the proper precautions and so um and he like encouraged that like while we were at the club which was like in hindsight i don't know it seemed like he was like setting himself up to not be uh i don't know not doing, I guess. He, yeah he was just trying to not give off red flags he was just like right. just going like yeah yeah do that for yeah, sure yeah, look exactly. after you gotta look after yourself yeah 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 right. definitely okay so that happened when it went over there and like he gave me like a tour of his house but the first fucking the most red flag thing that start like you walk into his house all the details details kind of like play into further like later on details so it's pardon if it just seems like me talking a lot but no, um, <laughs> you walk into like there was like a glass sliding door to like a guest bedroom and that was like how there was a front door but this is how like he chose to enter the house so it was like a glass sliding door to a guest bedroom and then like you would go up a level and that was his living room and then if you went up another level that was his um bedroom and so um we and he was like a relatively attractive, like, like, I think he was late thirties, maybe 40, but, um, mm -hmm. so that happened. And then we went into his house and he was just giving me a tour. And then, uh, we went up, we started going up the stairs to the living room and he like, the, everything started to slowly become covered in plastic. So like the stairs were covered in plastic and then you go up into the living room Whoa. and the couch and the floor and like the state, like everything was covered in plastic. What? I was like, what? And like, he made a joke about it. Like he was like, I know, I get, I know it's scary, but it's just, I throw parties a lot for like people in the neighborhood. And it's just like really easy to clean. So I was like, and like, no, it, no one whoa. does that. <laughs> no one does that for parties. What? I don't know one person what? that does that. <laughs> All right, like, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, I know, I know that's like my red flag immediately, but like it was just one of those things where when you're in a situation like that, your brain will do anything to like bring you back down. Like you just kind of are like dismiss out. it. Yeah, you don't want to. You're like I'm just being weird. I'm just being weird. And so uh, like no, but like he made it sound like he was just like oh yeah, like it's just so easy to clean because like people spill stuff, blah, blah blah, and like I cook everywhere and everyone's eating food and like all this stuff. So he like. He basically had this like big refrigerator filled with like hunted meat that he had hunted. So it was like a freezer full of meat. And so <laughs> this is like red flag number two. <laughs> so Oh my God. Sorry, keep going. I'm just yeah. gonna like slide some details in here just in case this guy actually does end up committing a crime in the future. He's from the same town as Willie Nelson because he had like a picture of Willie Nelson. He was like, I'm from the place where Willie Nelson is. And he oh, also worked for fall. He went he went he worked for Intel. And he was like a computer guy. So like after all the whole night, I was like, what if he like finds me? Cause he's like a computer guy. He could probably like look sure. up. He only ever right. knew my first name. 
so I don't know how that would have happened, but there's more more details, more details. So keep going, please. Okay, so everything covered in plastic. Very weird. So um, we went to the kitchen, and he like fed me the. He had made like a tomato basil soup, and then um, tasty. Like I remember, like we we were taught. It was like very normal. Like we had like very conversational whatever we were talking about like environmental stuff and like his job because he was he would but he kind of did this thing where um he was talking like about his job and like all of the good that he did for the world but it was almost like he was like defending himself for no reason like he was like i do so much good for the world like i protect the environment like it was he was just like kind of like giving details about how he was a good person when like nobody was asking so it was just i don't oh, know like, like this is some real hannibal lecter shit I am yeah and like I was eating the soup and like for no reason at all like nothing weird had really happened besides like just the vibe that I was but I thought maybe it was just me being nervous and everything was covered in plastic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, eating so, the soup as well I was wait no he was not eating the soup so I was just like eating the soup oh. Listen, and it was like tomato chunks and I remember like having a bite and being like this could be a human like i could be eating a human and i just had that thought Not even that like he could have drugged it or anything especially if he wasn't eating it oh I my god okay he did like heat it up for like 30 minutes like i saw it on the stove so i was like if anything's in there it could have been but yeah it was like super sketchy and it was like a really bad decision on my part and i like like i don't like to tell the story in full detail because it just makes me sound like a dumbass like i just oh, it, no, no it's totally no, 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 it's not at all it's okay. the, yeah no it's like yeah no keep going yeah. Um, so then had the dinner and then we went upstairs and I was like still in stripper clothes and I was like covered in like the glitter from other girls like on the stage. So I just like really wanted to like shower and not be gross. And so I asked him if I could take a shower and then, um, so then went upstairs and we like hung out for a little bit. And also another detail, he was showing me the outside to his house and, um, he was kind of, it was really cold. Like it was like seven degrees or something mm -hmm. and i didn't have a jacket on and he was like not cold at all he also did not have a jacket on but he was like not cold at all so this comes in later um so then we came we went back inside and then i took a shower and he was like waiting downstairs and then we like also had smoked a little bit and uh i don't think he was drinking anything but we had smoked a little bit so that was just small detail so i showered upstairs in his room and all of my stuff was upstairs and so i came back down he like gave me a robe to put on so then I went back into the living room where he was and I came down to a scene where he was like listening to like weird, like music, like jazz, like, like wordless something. And he was just like kind of laughing to himself. And it was, <laughs> I don't, it was so, oh my God. He was just sitting like, <laughs> like it was so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally getting fucking goosebumps. Oh. oh my god! Oh, no, no, keep keep going, keep going. Even the worst part. So anyway, I have like there's this is gonna be a long story. Like I just want to no, prepare. Please, no, yeah, no, keep going. going. This is okay. insane. So, okay, so came back downstairs. He was laughing to himself, listening to music, and I was like, like what? And he just started to be so fucking weird. Like he, like I've never witnessed a per. Like I've been in like dangerous situations and like been around scary people and like probable rapists and stuff but like this guy like fucking broke like i have no idea what the fuck went down like during the time where i went upstairs and like showered and came back down he was just like being nothing he said made sense like i can't think of any examples or anything but he just stopped like saying full sentences like i don't know how to explain it 
And so um, I started to feel weird at that moment, like whenever I came back down and uh, he was not like really talking normally. So we like went to the kitchen and I was like, can we smoke a little more like a just to I don't, know. I don't even know what the word exchanged were, but I was like, can we smoke a little more? And he was like, sure, sure. Yeah. So we went over to the kitchen and we started talking and then uh, he was just being really strange and he started talking about like how his house was on native american like burial ground and he had to like sign papers to even be able to live on in the house and then um at the end of that sentence he like his eyes like glazed over also another detail he had like reflective glasses like i did, i thought it was just like the club lighting whenever i first met him but like his actual like glasses had like a reflective screen which just like screams like i can't look at my own eyeballs because they're fucked up shit's going on in my head but um because right. i got somebody who has reflective glasses what's so the um, like sunglasses they had just like a film to where you couldn't see his eyes but they were like reading glasses it was in, it was very strange like i've never seen them before but it was very like pedophile 70s like weird right but, so um then at the end of the sentence where he was talking about the Native American burial ground, his eyes glazed over and he like kind of just like his expression glazed over and he was like, I try so hard not to do bad things. And I was like, and I, at that moment in time, it felt like red lightning struck the middle of my forehead and it was like, you are in fucking danger. You need to get the fuck out. So I was- I literally got chills. Yeah. Like literally got chills. Wow. <laughs> like God. It was so scary. Oh. So, Fuck. So anyway, that happened. And like, I had to be so casual. Like I was just like, I had to pretend yeah, like nothing happened within my own head. And I was just like, yeah, so like, yeah, like just being super normal, trying to get my stuff and get the fuck out. Mm. So we went back upstairs. So I was like, I kind of was like leading him to where my stuff was so I could just get it and then be like, hey, I feel a little bit tired. I think I'm going to go home. And he was also, he wanted me to stay really badly, like just in the guest bedroom or whatever. But I like, didn't, I was like, not about that um and so had you tipped off any of your friends at this point like the ones that you told you were going to this house yeah i had i had not not yet because i hadn't had the opportunity but like i'll to tell get you to your bag and stuff yeah. Like, yeah yeah so um we went back upstairs because i wasn't like 100 percent sure like yet but then the next step happened which is Heinz, Heinz, hindsight yeah well, next, okay. yeah hold up next thing yeah mm -hmm. what happened so went back upstairs he was being really weird and like not making sense and then um we i was saying that i feel a little bit uh weird and i wanted to go home and so um or like just weird being in a stranger i didn't want to stay at a stranger's house blah blah and i was getting tired so i wanted to go home so then um he was like okay so hug goodbye and then we like hugged and then uh he started laughing again <laughs> And I, I was like, what are you laughing at? And I like tapped his shoulder and he just continued to laugh with no answer. And then I was like, what are you laughing at? And he continued to laugh with no answer. And then I pulled out of the embrace and he like wouldn't give, like his arms would not release me. So I was like, like, holy fuck, I'm back. And he was. Oh, they've dropped it. Uh, <laughs> I'm recording. I'm still recording. Keep going. Keep going. Okay, keep okay. going. So, um, he like wouldn't give out of the embrace and then like i just pulled a little harder like i like like was like okay like trying not to freak out and then i like pulled harder out of the embrace and then i like kind of pulled myself out of it and then um he was like sitting on the bed and he was like um that was i really weird and then he like ran 
kind of out of the room and downstairs. And it was like this really weird, like awkward, like he was like a normal adult man up until this point. He just like broke. I don't know. Like it was, it was like a human mask had like fallen off and he was just like being bare level of a person. It was very strange and like in a really scary way. And so, so he went downstairs and I was like fully expecting the next time I saw him to have like a knife or something. So I just, mm. or like a whatever, like just to attack at any mm. point. So I was yeah. like getting stuff together and I texted my friend who was like five minutes away and I was like, come get me right now. Like I'm very scared. And so um, I didn't have my jacket with my car keys, like on like, with the rest of, my, rest of my stuff. And I didn't know if he had taken it or like what. So I just was like, I grabbed all my stuff and I bolted out of the house without a jacket and like seven degree weather. And then um, was just like waiting at a stop sign at the end of the street and I was like so petrified he was gonna come after me and so my friend picked me up at the stop sign and I, my leg was like I was shaking so hard that my leg was like bucking into the dashboard like it was like oh weird, my weird. god like, I was like freaking the fuck out and then um so then me and my friend went to like a gas station parking lot and I was like what do I do like he has like my car is there and my keys are there and he could like find information about me if he like got into my car like I need to I need to do something about this. So we ended up calling the non-emergency hotline and um, like three policemen like escorted me into the house and like questioned me before they were like, what's going on? And then I kind of told on the lowdown of like the sketchiness of the situation. And they're like, okay, okay, we'll mm. bring you into the house so you can get your stuff. So then three like, like fully suited police officers like knocked on this guy's door and he was like sleeping in the guest bedroom with a glass sliding door. And like, I remember like hearing the policeman, like being like, that's weird that his bedroom's right there. But like, they didn't have the information that, that was like not there. So he was like waiting for me to come back. because he was sleeping in like the guest bedroom. And so he was downstairs and his was on the third level. And so, so he, like the policemen were like knocking and I saw like, he was like sitting up in the bed for like a full minute or two. And they're like, why is he just sitting there? Like not coming to the door. This is really weird. You and so you could see like, him at this point. It was like a very dark, like silhouette, silhouetted thing, but like I could, like, I could put him up in the bed, and like the policemen were like, "Why is he here? Like, what is this setup?" But, so is this so? Is this the same night, or is this like the next day? What time is this? Yeah. Okay, so it's okay, so it's still dark, and it's yeah. still like every yeah, everything is still very much fresh. From like when you left until now, how many hours? Was until that? the police, yeah. I left work at nine. I got to his house at like nine thirty, and then like at like midnight, I left. And then this was probably like one in the morning. Okay. So, okay. So right. pretty yeah. quick. Pretty quick. Okay. Yeah. Very fresh. Oh. Okay. Yes. So he was sitting up in bed, and then he like finally came to the door, and he was like, "What's going on?" And then uh, the policeman were like, "Hey, we your friend was here earlier, and she left some of her stuff, and we were just gonna bring her through and get it." And he was like, "I don't know what's happening," and I like had to run through the house and be like, "I don't either," and it was really, really uncomfortable and strange. And he was like pretending like to be very dumbfounded and shocked and like it was just really weird because like something had clearly happened to where he was like having to put on a front of being confused and so well it was just guilt isn't it like yeah, it that's was, so mm -hmm. scary like yeah, very, fuck. yeah so got my stuff got out and then it was all like over and then the next like the following like few like 10 hours he was like blowing my phone up 
and being like thought everything was cool until those random guys showed up and i was like oh you mean the officers like the police officers that were in your house but he like said the words random guys and he was like don't know what happened like he was kind of like harassing me like talking about like my vagina and shit like he was like really like being very scary like i still have the messages just to remind myself that it like wasn't all in my head because it was like really just like i had like victim's guilt kind of shit like i was like maybe he was just a normal guy whatever whatever Whoa. so then I well, can't. I mean, it's evidence as well in case anything ever happened, yeah, like right. even to someone else. At least you that's good. Right. You, you've got to make sure you keep those messages. Uh, yeah, but like, I ended up blocking his number because he was like blowing me up. Yeah, sure. Police station to try to report him just because I wanted him to be in a database because I was like so frightened that he was going to do this to somebody, do something mm. to somebody. Mm. Like, I don't know. It was very weird. But anyway, so I came home the next day and um, told, or I came home that night and then I like, had woken up and came across my roommate and I told her this whole story and I like briefly described the guy and she had met him before we had a mutual job at a garden center and she had met him before and like they had hung out and been on dates as well just by happenstance so she knows this guy like very personally and has hung out with this guy and she like didn't believe me she was like no I've never seen him be weird like that that's insane like I don't believe you and I was like I was like shaky voice like kind of like still like traumatized and i was like mm. didn't see what i saw like that was like fucking the scariest moment of my life i really thought i was gonna like die and so mm. or like something was gonna happen to me like i was gonna be like taken i don't know it was very scary but uh, like anyway so she didn't believe me at first and then she kind of came back around in the next few days and was like and she's actually like yeah, i'm still her roommate and i could like go get her and have her like kind of briefly touch on this if you wanted but like she may not want to be on a podcast, but uh, no, no, that, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So, um, no, this this is just so insane. You can't make this shit up. I know, like, like it doesn't. You, like the synchronous, like that is the most synchronistic thing that's I've never. I don't know. Anyway, so she was talking about it. She came around the next couple of days, and she was like, "Well, actually, like all the times I was over there, the neighbor would kind of like." insert himself into the house and kind of just like be there whenever we were there and like at the time i was just like maybe he's just friends with his neighbor but then his neighbor compared him to ted bundy in front of my roommate so she said you know who you look you look like ted bundy and it was like almost like he was trying to warn her and like that i was like and that was like right around the time the ted bundy documentary came out so it was also a very weird synchronicity like too much to be real but um so then she also started like she also had told me that I didn't even mention this detail, I don't think, until like way later. But uh, whenever I was eating the soup and I said, like, this could be a human, she had had the exact same thought when he was like feeding her a meal. And like she had been like, this could be like I could be eating a human. And like, I feel like you don't just like have that thought unless it's just like being put out into the world. Like, somehow, yeah, somehow. Like, yeah it's being broadcasted type thing. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> Yeah. So. Oh my God. And Shit. another thing, just one more thing. No, keep going. Um, <laughs> so she told me that he had actually had like a traumatic brain injury. Um, he had fallen off a cliff while hiking, and so he had like the court, like the brain damage that like some serial killers have because that's like very common to have brain damage whenever you're a serial killer so it's just like wow. kind of all these things lined up very weirdly and then she was like i'm sorry i didn't believe you like i've just been researching it and like thinking about it and like i really do think that there might be something behind that and i'm like sorry that i didn't believe you at first um just excuse me the cunt had plastic over everything <laughs> 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 it's insane 
but just like, maybe he's just the biggest raincoater we've ever seen. He just <laughs> has giant squirt parties. <laughs> um, honestly, that is probably the most terrifying story I've heard from like personally, like without watching a movie, right? Yeah. Hearing hearing it from like the horse's mouth type thing. That is honestly the most insane story, and like you can tell it's like so real because like you said you even get like a shaky voice talking about it like that yeah. is that is absolutely insane so how did it end is that is that sort of it is that did it just sort of you blocked him and then it sort of just went away or yeah. did you anything else happen um i remember my roommate had like i kind of got like that like a shock weird feeling my roommate had told me that he invited her to a party and she like considered inviting me just to like just to like really throw him through a loop but like she didn't bring it up because she didn't want to like make me feel weird. No, but he had, that's he had, fucking that's a horrible decision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so I'm, fucking. Not trying to intimidate, but uh, <laughs> but like he didn't know that we knew each other, and I didn't want that to like be like a connection yeah, that we made anyway. So, wow. yeah, but that's pretty much it. I blocked his number. I have no idea if he's like tried to contact me after the fact because I was just like I didn't need to be seeing that all the time. But he so he never came back to the club after that or was it like you finished not too soon after oh so oh so you stopped this is when you stopped doing it um about a few weeks after like i just kind of realized that i didn't want to put myself in any kind of like dangerous situation because there were like a lot of predatory people like they warn you about that like they're predatory people for sure mm. well it's like you 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 made, you made your money you did the winter thing yeah. like you know you did something different that i mean that if that isn't a clear sign from something else saying enough (laughs) do not do this anymore i think that is a pretty fucking clear indication it just kind of like my friend had like told me that a a job had opened up and i was like yep i'm out so that was just kind of i'm like hot and sweaty now listening to that that what a absolute roller coaster it's kind of a mind fuck too because like we came into this podcast expecting a stripper and you have those connotations in your mind and then you're like super articulate you're smart and then we go on this fucking murder mystery like this was <laughs> way better than i could have this is like yeah, this is, this is amazing how long ago was this by the way so how long ago did all this happen if you don't mind saying this was last winter about it was like i believe it was december 27th because i remember the date from the messages oh. but december 27th of last year okay right and wow. so um so Wait, in terms of 2018 or 2019 2018 wow so, yeah, okay. so uh, ge- geographically how far are you away from this guy's place are you like a considerable distance or uh you don't have to say that yeah that's not oh yeah. no no <laughs> oh, no uh, leave any clues well no 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 oh, oh no yeah no that that's all right but it's like you you feel comfortable where you are like you're not like fuck i'm like kind of close to this guy type thing like you're you're happy um i just looked it up on maps and i'm approximately two miles away and the address is still saved in my maps which is very scary but uh yeah we can cut that out if you want yeah Yeah, we can definitely cut that (laughs) but uh yeah i don't ever think about it like it's just kind of one of those things like if i run into him i i don't know what would happen but i just feel like the odds are pretty slim um hopefully it never happens but like the time that i met him at the strip club um he said it was his first time ever going, and I'd never saw him again after that. But um, 
yeah it was just like very much happenstance just happened like that and i remember yeah. like it was time being there and i was like i'm an environmental major whatever so it just kind of seemed like a fate thing but wow. it ended up being not good kind of can fate. We, can we consider the possibility that like it perhaps maybe was premeditated like have you considered that do you know what i mean that like him um like the, like the amount of things you had in common the fact that you knew that he knew your friend and could have potentially seen oh, you from that right. yeah I didn't know. Oh man, he did his research and shit. Oh it man. It didn't seem like it, but because okay. he didn't really know anything about me. Like he was very much like learning, like, or he wasn't, I don't know. I've never actually thought about that, but. Uh, well, the things that you're talking about, because you, like your professions, you, right. what you study, they're very similar. So hmm. you'd be able to tell from what he was talking about, he knew what he was talking about. Right. Did he know what he was talking about, yeah. or was it very general? It, it seemed like we were getting to know each other. Like, I mean, again, people like that who have like the mask situation, like they are different. They're, they're very good at manipulating conversation right. and no, I don't know like sure. I can't relating. Say yeah. But the fact sure. that I've not heard of him or seen him again, like makes me feel like yeah. it probably was just a chance. True, yeah. He actually would have known more about you. Then. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Do and you, I, do you ever think, do you ever think about it? Like, like if he did have this traumatic brain injury, that it is almost like a multi-personality thing and it just like flicked a switch and like, you know, he, and then this plastic thing was his other right person. Like, so he is a good person, but then it just right. flicked a switch. That's kind of, that's the general impression. And like, I listened to a lot of serial killer stuff. Like I was like very, very heavy into serial killers. Like I've listened to like probably thousands of hours of podcasts and stuff about the general topic of murder and shit so i know like a lot about the type of people they are and like um or like what they're like i guess and like the different kinds of serial killers so he seemed like one based on my amateur like i don't know amateur estimated guess i can't think of the educated guess. he seemed like a person who would be like a not a process killer but a product killer like he i always kind of had like the weird like just it's not like a thing I can put a finger on, but like my vibe radar or whatever, like yeah. just kind of always, it felt like he just wanted to like, I thought maybe later he was either a cannibal or like a necrophiliac or something. Like he wanted mm -hmm. to like do something with my body, but not actually want to kill me. And like, that's why I like set up those like fail safes. Like, yeah, sure, for sure. Let your friends know you're here. Like I'm a really good person, like all this stuff. Like he kind of like didn't want to do it, but he had like some fucked up shit going on and he just kind of broke at one wow. point. Wow. Wow. Like, yeah. That's incredible. I feel mm, like honestly. I'm in a Netflix original. <laughs> yeah. All right. So when, when you did your, when you did your report um, to the police, how far did it go? How like did you pretty much tell them everything that you told us just now? And what was their reaction? How they take? Were they like, okay, we'll file away, and that way we just know? Or were they like, oh shit, like this is fucked up. We need to do something about this. Or um, they were very professional about like very even toned and like I, I was very hysterical at that time because that was like when my leg was bucking and I was like kind of very like very shaken up. And so I was kind of like crying be like this guy was really scary and like uh, he had plastic on his carpets and my keys are in his house and like just kind of it was like a like very rushed like telling of like I need to get my stuff out. Of sure. I'm scared. So they didn't really like like they weren't like oh shit we need to like put this guy in a system like they were just like a following protocol kind of stuff so it wasn't mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that any flags were like raised, raised. Or, like he wasn't like put 
somewhere like to be looked at from what I could tell. Right. And I did the to... police see the plastic? Um, I don't think. Or did so. they stay downstairs? They stayed downstairs. And just stay down, stay down, stay downstairs with him. Yeah. Oh. It wasn't like laid out plastic. Like it was like the kind of plastic that you have to have, like, it's like adhered to the surface. So like the stairs and like the couch and all of this like carpet in the house was like, ooh, had like a firm layer of plastic on it. So it was very- I know exactly what you're talking about. That's yeah. insane. That's like <laughs> that, like the amount of effort to like do that properly. That's and like money also. Like, a lot he- of work. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was wealthy, but like, I just, I don't understand. Like just pay somebody to clean your carpets. Ah. Well, that's the thing for the amount of money to cost to get it replaced. <laughs> you might as well just pay a professional cleaner to clean them off the parties. The fact that like the human meat eating thing, he also like used to say, he said that he would throw parties for like the neighborhood and like feed them. And I always just got like a really uncomfortable sensation about that. Cause I don't know, just like that uh, kind of Hannibal Lecter. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. The feeling the need to say that you feed people at parties, like it's just kind of assumed, I guess. So, I guess yeah. You, yeah. Wow. Okay. Did he? Did he say? Did he say the words "I feed"? <laughs> did he use those? Did he use? Because this is important. He was just saying. But did, did he say I just like I entertain and I put food out for everyone, or did he say I feed for all said, the neighbors? Like <laughs> he said, like. When you come to his name was Tony. I don't know if that's can be anywhere you need, but he would be like he would say like if you come to Tony's parties, you definitely eat Tony's food because like he he was like really good at cooking and stuff. So like he would make like a smorgasbord of food and like feed the entire block or whatever whenever he would have parties. So yeah, yeah. I I think the issue is that he refers to himself in the third person. That Um, was one of the red flags for sure. Jesus! Oh Whoa, gosh, that's, that's amazing! Wow, what a thank you so what much. A roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, thank you so. Like I, I did not think we were gonna go into a story like this. That's probably <laughs> that's, that's insane. Like from proper murder mystery shit, and that's all the shit that you could probably hear in the news one day, and you're like, no, right? Is that the guy? Yeah. Like, oh shit! I felt like it was like the, on the cusp of that. Like I was always kind of like I told like one of my coworkers this story a while back and he was like like later on and just in casual conversation he was like this girl survived a serial killer she's special and i was like fuck yeah like, that's like what <laughs> i really feel like i've survived that's your street kid <laughs> did you after did you tell your coworkers at the club about it to like warn them about him yeah i i told and, them- and like the owner and shit or like to say yeah. like don't let this motherfucker in or I did, and I don't think he ever came back, but I told, like, a manager, and then I told, like, my friends at the club, like, I was like, I definitely met a guy who could have been a serial killer. Like, don't ever, like, fuck with some guy who has reflective glasses and is, like, a disarming Minnesota man. And it was just, yeah. That was pretty wow. much what I could do, Yeah. Fuck. Incredible. Well, so, what... Yeah, so, Marika, you go. No, you go, you go. No, no, I was... Mine was... I'm irrelevant. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't, I'm just still in a state of shock with that one. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I don't want to brush over this because I know no. how crazy it is. Mm. I feel like, is there any more granular detail that would kind of make me sleep even worse tonight? Uh, I feel like I've given you the, the big ones, like the, I try so hard not to do bad things. How, how tall was he? Um, mm. That's a, 
I don't know, maybe five, nine, something like that. He's fucking Ted Bundy. I know. <laughs> it's Tony. Ted, Tony Bundy. Ted, Tony. Hey, I'm walking in. In the documentary, like, of the Ted Bundy thing, I remember there was a point in the, like, it came out, like, a week after this happened. I'm pretty sure. Like, it was very close, closely timed wow. with that, the, Ted, the Netflix documentary. And, like, there's a point where a guy has, like, he opens a locker and there's like a mirror and it's like a guy's eyes and then like behind him is the word tony and i like like pooped my pants like it was insane like just the synchronicity of all of it was so i want to get tony on the podcast (laughs) yeah (laughs) probably i could give you his number you could anonymously (laughs) i don't want anything to do with tony i quit the podcast Tony 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 Tony, do you happen to have a wardrobe full of our uh, raincoats? By yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes upstairs, we're all on the fucking plastic with raincoats on. Yeah. I love raincoats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Well, I just realized we've been going for over an hour now. Yeah. So we've just been going. Yeah. So I, I think, think we should yeah, wrap this I mean, up. But Julia, I would love to have you on again at some time. Like I feel like there's definitely. so much, much more that's left to uncover. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, Julie, it's been, been so. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. That's you wanna, uh, like, that was plug any, incredible. Do you want to kind of remain somewhat anonymous, or do you want to plug any Instagram, anything, or like even that? just say anything? Um, I don't really. Uh, I'll plug my Instagram, but you can edit it out if you find that. No. Okay. But, um, no, no. It's literally whatever you want. This okay. is, yeah, whatever you want What's to plug. Instagram? Uh, Jewel, J-O-O-L, 420. <laughs> Damn, that's a good oh, yeah. Great handle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant handle. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I think we'll wrap that up. So this has been okay. the Naughty Boys podcast with Julie. Uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Wow. No worries. All right. The Naughty Boys we'll, murder, uh, murder mysteries. Murder mysteries. <laughs> 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 yeah. Bring your raincoats. 